welcome to the first edition of the Cycling News podcast. Uh, I'm in the room with uh, John Harker, who's the interim editor currently, and Hayley, our staff writer, and my name's Logan. Yeah, so this is sort of a new venture for us. It's a bit different. Yeah, it's just sort of something for people to, to have a listen to while they're in a workshop or if you're driving somewhere. Yeah, so the first edition of this, uh, Core Bike, just happened recently yeah. uh, towards the end of January. Um, so we were in attendance for two days and yeah, sort of having a look at the show, checking out some new products and sort of yeah, new releases. And we, while we were there, we interviewed a few people. Uh, the first was uh, Silas from Deity Components. Uh, they've just come back into the UK after a hiatus around sort of a couple of years. Um, they're being distributed exclusively by Zara Fisher now. Uh, then we had a good chat with Dan Jones, who is the marketing manager at Windwave, and we had a chat about some of their new products and transitions, or the geometry changes that they did with their bikes. Then we also had a chat with Tim Fry, uh, the CEO of MRP Suspension. Uh, they're distributed via ISON in the UK, and they've been making some pretty big headway with uh, new sort of innovations in their suspension tech, sort of uh, bringing coil shocks back to the fore with a new hazard. Um, their sort of ramp control cartridge and obviously bringing back coil forks as well with their ribbon. And then Haley had a chat with uh, Clement from Moustache Bikes. They're distributed by Two Pure, they're a French brand, uh, primarily focusing on electric bikes. How did you guys find uh, the show this year then? It was busier than the previous years, mm-hmm. without a doubt. I think the the draw of sort of some of the other new brands that they had there. It wasn't just sort of the the, the core regular group. Yeah. Um, they had Lion Cycles there as well, and then Velo Brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and a couple of other new guys, Bergamont and sort of Syncross as well. So and It's always a busy show, isn't it? Anyway? Yeah, it's always super busy. Yeah. Um, it's always really well attended, and I think obviously the, the draw of lunch as well sort of <laughs> definitely is a, is a thing for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was my first time attending Core Bike, so I sort of was going in with fresh eyes and not really knowing what to expect. But it was definitely quite busy there. I feel like there was a really good vibe there, good atmosphere. Um, Everyone seemed to be having good conversations and um, seemed really positive. So I think you know that was a really good sort of sign for the show going into the future. And obviously, there was the change with these shows at the moment. It used to be at the same time as the bike place for a while. Obviously, this year it's quite a you know, the big difference with bike places is going to be in the summer. I yeah, because so. I think the pre- previous two years mm. for, for core, um, they've run separate weekends. Yeah. So either one was either before. Um, yeah, and I think people had to make a decision of which one they went to. Mm. So I think that impacted on sort of attendance numbers. But mm-hmm. it's a bold move from the bike place to go to, yeah, a new time in the year. And I, th- I think yeah. hopefully it will pay off for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we're hoping to do a lot more of these. Obviously, with us being out and about quite a lot, yeah, attending different trade shows and obviously seeing a lot of people and for editorial and things as well. So, yeah, we're hoping to put out more of these, hopefully once a month to begin with, and then sort of, yeah, moving forward, maybe if other opportunities come up, we can make them a bit more frequent. Yeah, we're at Ice Bike this month. Yeah, this month, actually. So we'll be um, chatting to some people there and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting another feel for what people are doing, any new things that people are up yeah, to and, and stuff, catching up with people about how they feel 2019 is going, so. Yeah, shout out to Madison for putting on Ice Bike. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's definitely cool to see like some new products and I think the the good thing with these shows is like they've, they bring over 
sort of people from yeah. brands that we don't really we get to talk to in the UK that much. Mm-hmm. So obviously Tim from MRP, like coming over from the US, which is pretty big. Yeah, the guys from Deity being over. So we're hoping to have a couple more chats with people while we're at Ice Bike. Yeah. And they've definitely got a hell of a lot of new products mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you you like this podcast and keep subscribing. This yeah, we'll be promoting this via all our social channels. Hope you enjoy it and keep an ear out for the next one. From us at Cycling Issue News, enjoy the interviews that we got and we'll catch you on the next one. So first up, we had a chat with Silas from Deity. Um, yeah, here's what you have to say about being back in the UK. We're super excited. We've been uh, out of the market for a few years now and uh, looking for the right partnership so that we can really build with the local bike shops and um, really focus on building that local community and, and get engaged. And uh, we're finally back and... Um, ready to ready to take off yeah i mean yeah you've supported like a number of uk riders for a while obviously brendan yeah we, we've got um brendan faircloth obviously he's he's one of our our most notable riders and um absolute legend in the uk mm-hmm. it's amazing how many people just adore him um but yeah we've got lots of other riders that we're associated with over here and and some new ones that are potentially coming on board here in the okay not so distant future so yeah it's really yeah. exciting looking to sort of expand like the the presence here a- then. absolutely i mean the uk is um probably one of the most exciting places in the world mm-hmm. for us like we are so inspired by the writing style the you know like brendan is the perfect example of what we embody and and just you know slashing through the woods and cutting in through the loam and i mean all that stuff is like what we dream about doing so yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just an honor to be involved in in the UK scene yeah, and yeah, jump into it. So, how long has sort of Deity been around then? Uh, we've been around since 2004, so mm-hmm. it's it's been around quite a while. It's gone through some evolution. Uh, we relaunched about 95% of the product line was new in yeah. 2017, um, and then we've got some exciting new products coming out uh, in about a month at the first week of of March. So. Uh, you know, we've really evolved from, you know, back in the days of being a little bit more dirt jump centric, um, yeah. having frames and, and cranks and things of that sort, to now we're really 100% focused on contact points mm-hmm. across the mountain bike realm. Uh, so bars, stems, grips, yeah. seats and pedals. So. so obviously if a shop wants to like, yeah, build someone's bike up with all of the contact points, you're like the one-stop shop for it essentially. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's really focused on, you know, being... Uh, an aftermarket focused brand and, and having that upgrade story where the rider can go in and you know you, you look at 90% of the bikes out there that are that are on the showroom floor and the, the top things that are stripped down components with house brand names on them are, are the bars and the stems and yeah. the grips and the seats and you know with bikes not coming with pedals it's just it rounds out that whole that whole kit and allows people to start kind of upgrading their bike and getting getting that customized look and feel like you'd see at a, a show like this except uh at a much more attainable price point yeah but yeah no it's great to see you guys back here and uh yeah so thanks for having a quick chat with us yeah and, we're uh, stoked to be here appreciate you taking the time and uh hopefully sort of yeah the relationship with Zyro and things sort of continues and you get into more shops absolutely see more products on the trails and yeah, yeah. Good. next up is dan jones from windwave he's the uk marketing manager for us, uh, obviously, we've got, we've got a couple of new brands, you know, in our portfolio. So we're looking at uh, Ceramic Speed is a big deal for us. Yeah, of really course. exciting product. Um, lots and lots of genuine innovation. So um, 
and also we've got to think about Sonic Speed not only in the aspect of for the road market but also there's lots of off-road applications mm-hmm. yeah, so you know for us you'll start to see you know new ideas or, or, or new stuff coming through there I think the first one is you know on the booth it's you know pivot bearing kits yes. so it's, it's pivot bearing kits with an extreme long life and you know an extreme warranty to back that up so um, you know that that's one of many so you know ceramic speed is, you know is, is big news for us this year um, you know we've just taken on Quintana Roo as well um, Quintana Roo um, you know it's a tri brand um, are the brand manager for Lightspeed and Quintana Roo is entering a lot of Ironman stuff this year. So uh, he will be talking about that for the year, his experiences of yes. training and, and riding and uh, you know all that sort of stuff, all based around a product. So uh, you know, that's new. Um, also for us, we, we're, we're looking to kind of push forward with e-bike as well. Mm-hmm. So last year, we, you know, we, we, we started with Fantic, which is an Italian um, motorcycle brand that decided to electrify and go down the route of bicycles. So, um, you know, last year was a little bit of a learning curve because e-bikes are a little bit of a learning curve. But yeah, I think they're you know, still sort of not hugely accepted in the UK yeah. yet. I think it will come, but it's it's still taking a while. Yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely say, for uh, a dealer standpoint, I would say there's nothing to be frightened about with them. They're, know, they're actually not. when you break them down, you've got a motor, you've got a wiring loom, you've got a battery and a head unit. And once you kind of understand the, the relationship between those, mm. um, they're actually quite simple. And, and I also think, for a dealer point of view, it's definitely a product that is a dealer product. Yes. I think it will make a bit of a rubbish mail order product. Yeah, so, yeah of Because consumers want to go into store and they want to support the store to support the product. So, so for us, pushing forward with e-bike is definitely, you know, high on our agenda. Um, you know, and ultimately we've got a good product. So, yeah, no, um, of course. Uh, and when you got a good product, life is easy, right? So, um, uh, yeah, so e-bikes is, is big for us. Um, you know, on the mountain bike side, you know, transition has is, is, is been very good for us over the past kind of five years. Um, this year, we're going to um, introduce a few changes, which, mm-hmm. again, will help dealers and help everybody, really. Um, and, you know, I can't say too much about that just yet, but we're... we're the, the, the nub of it is we're kind of looking to step away from model year. Okay. So, All right, yeah, that's cool. so if we step away from model year, we kind of release that pressure of um, having to worry about clearing old yeah, models. And the latest in, colours and yeah, everything. And, and ultimately, in the wrong time of the season, because you know, yeah. May, June, July should be your, your prime season. And you know people are kind of I mean, overly concerned and clearing the decks because they know they've got to commit to a lot of stuff for next year. Obviously, not a lot of stuff in, with our brands, but... Um, it still pressures people everyone feels so I think if we can kind of remove that pressure you know not only for dealer but for us at distributor level I think everyone is going to benefit from that mm. so um, yeah so so a few changes here you know we, we're looking possibly at a, a UK owners meet maybe so that that's that's something we're going to you know look forward to so uh, sort of promoting that through the shops and yeah get people aware yeah. of things yeah so um uh, yeah, every owner is welcome. Mm-hmm. Pro riders, you know, media, um, and also the guys from the USA—they're kind of super excited about this idea. Cool. So yeah, like the, the marketing, the transition yeah. does is is yeah, it's, it's super out there. Yeah, but it's yeah, it makes people sort of want to go and ride. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, uh, so hopefully we'll have like one of the owners over and 
you know, everyone, you know, everyone's got contact with these guys. You can kind of go speak to them, and they can explain what they do. And you know, so hopefully that kind of enthusiasm that we all have for the brands, you know, can kind of transfer. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a fun, yes. fun part of the year as well for us. You yeah, know, let's course. let's not lose sight. You know, we all like to ride bikes, and they're all fun, right? So we've got to remember to um, yeah, have fun. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, is, I mean, is there anything new coming from DVO or yeah, so, still pushing forward with yeah, so, new and innovative stuff? Um, DVO was new for us last year, so mm. we only started last year. Um, personally, we knew the, the owners from DVO because they were ex-Marzaki guys, so you know, we got 20, 25 years of history with these guys, so, so for us to connect again really made a lot of sense, and uh, I think last year... You know, we had a really good year with DVO. You know, for year one, and I think, um, you know, I won't be out of turn to saying, you know, in, in year one, we became the biggest distributor worldwide. So, um, you know, obviously the support from the dealers, the support from the, the end consumers really kind of uh, really good. But I think we're only really scratching the surface of this brand. You know, we've got new product now and we're filling um, areas that we couldn't do before. So, for example, uh, DVO launched with an upside down fork with an emerald and it yep. was a it's a fantastic you know jewel like work of art piece of equipment but what we really needed was uh, a race fork and you know we've got that for this season um, we've also got giant specific shocks so we've got you know, shocks specifically tuned for for giants product and um, you know we have those in stock right now um, and of course, you know, DVO are tied up with Giant, uh, yes, um, yeah, course, you know, for racing. So uh, yeah. it does make a, a lot of sense for that kind of crossover. Um, we've also got reduced offset crowns as well. So we, we've got DVO product for transition bikes, for example. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, actually a lot of other bikes now are uh, uh, switching to reduced offset. So there is, you know, there is a market for there. So, uh, but yeah, obviously people need to know about the, the geometry numbers and sort of They can't just yeah. chuck a short offset no, on a bike no. and, and, yeah, hope that it'll transform the, yeah. the way their bike rides I think that's that was one of the misconceptions when Transition launched their, their speed balance geometry was that it was all based around this reduced offset fork mm -hmm. that was an integral part of it but actually it was uh, you know the longer reach the shorter stem um, the longer wheelbase mm -hmm. uh, the steeper seat tube and then the fork kind of tidied that front end back and actually brought the, the wheelbase and the you know the geometry numbers kind of back into the realms the, of usability the sort of the really helpful but, thing was yeah. the display that they did where it yeah. was sort of the from the previous year to the new speed balance geometry and it had a they were both sort of silhouetted out and you yeah. could see the difference yeah so we actually we actually replicated that for a lot of our dealers mm -hmm. so we made that into like a pos um war display which almost acts as a bit of a silent salesman yeah. because you can look at the display and you can actually understand transitions idea and, um, you know, it visualizes it really, really simple. But, you know, going back obviously to the original point was that the fork is not on its own, doesn't create that geometry change. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a part of that parcel. So, yeah, you couldn't go, I put a reduced offset fork on my, you know, my, my 2014 XYZ bike because it, it, it won't work. You know, it really has got to be, um, you know, designed with that concept in mind. But I say now, there's multiple mainstream brands available in the market today that use that fork. So, you know, we have an option not only for the transition bike, but for all these bikes in the market. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for talking us through a few things and hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. Cheers, Dan. I chatted to Clement from Moustache Bikes. Apologies for the coffee machine going off halfway through. 
Apparently coffee is a big thing in the cycling industry, which I'm just finding out. So, um, I'm Clément from Mustard Bikes. Uh, we are a French company uh, specializing in e-bikes only. Uh, we are eight years old now and um, I'm in charge of all the, the marketing and the PR for the, the brand. So, and we, yeah, again, that's uh, the, I think that's the first time we are at, uh, at the core, uh, core bike show. And, uh, How's it shaping for you? Yeah, really good. I think it's a pretty special format for us because it's, uh, it's quite unique in the, the, the rooms and everything's pretty special. But I think it works quite well because it's, uh, uh, we spend more time with the customer with this type of format. We, it's more, uh, let's say, intimate with the, the, the customer. We can really go through the, the products and through the, the range. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been good. Yeah, so far. What sort of things are coming up for you guys in 2019? Then uh, we are. I mean, we are continuing extending the range. Uh, 2019 has been uh, has seen a really, really uh, good progression in terms of uh, uh, segmentation. We've been uh, bringing some uh, uh, e-fitness uh, products in range. Uh, we continue to extend the range into uh, the the more gravity oriented also bikes. Uh, and, I mean. When we started, uh, it was five bikes uh, eight years ago. Now we have 55 models uh, all together in a range, so that's quite a big range. It's a small selection here at the show, but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, now we have a complete offer for someone who wants to start e-bikes in a, in a shop. So you've got your new factory sort of opening up soon. You know, is there anything you can tell us about that? Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of the, 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 the really cool progression we've had uh, within the, the, the last years. Um, basically, since we start Moustache, we've been doubling size every year. And, uh, and we are really struggling now with, with uh, our, current, uh, our current location for the, for the assembly because we do all, all the, the engineering, all the, the, the design and everything in ours, but we also do all the assembly uh, in, our, in France. And uh, yeah, we were in a 2,000 square meter uh, factory and now we've been extending to 10,000 square meters so that makes <laughs> a huge difference and uh, so production is already set up and uh, and within a few like a couple of weeks uh, we'll be all set up with uh, a showroom uh, everything uh, so we'll be able to um, have a better f uh, flow in terms of production um, uh, better quality control uh, yeah we're gonna be able to, to progress in all aspects basically of the company because of that new uh, new office so uh, we are pretty, pretty enthusiastic about that well, thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Um, finally, uh, we had a chat with Tim Fry, as CEO of MRP Suspension, and he chatted us through sort of a bit of the history and some of the new upcoming products that they have for 2019. So, yeah, I mean, some of the history of the company. I mean, MRP really started back in the mid-90s and focused really on chain guides. I mean, it was yeah. the first chain guide uh, in the industry. It kind of really solved that challenge of... Downhill segment. Yeah, you're um, synonymous for, for yeah. those. Yeah, so it's you know kind of just ended that issue with drop chains and damage chains and, and downhill. And we, um, you know, we were making suspension uh, since the early 2000s under the White Brothers brand, yes. and we were doing MRP chain guides and White Brothers suspension. And then, um, you know, in the I think around 2014, 2013, 2014, we consolidated the suspension under the MRP brand and just a single brand. So, you know, we continue to move forward on the on the chain guide side, but, uh, and also really are focused on expanding what we're doing on the, on the suspension side. So, and, and 
And I think that focus, you know, before it was kind of two brands trying to push things forward, and that focus on a single brand has been uh, really what has helped us move forward, especially in the last couple of years. So, Yeah, you've become a lot more prevalent, I think, since it has gone under the one group name. Yeah. And, I mean, like, yeah, it's been popping up a hell of a lot more, but I've noticed it, and it, people are, yeah, viewing it more of, of an option now, I guess, for, for specking their bikes, especially in the UK, it's becoming more prevalent, and I think with your introduction of, like, the coil again, and people sort of, they went to air, obviously, and then realising there were sort of, there were benefits to air, but there were also sort of slight downfalls and issues with it, and sort of, serving the intervals and there's the stiction before you sort of get through the travel and things and I think people are people's the way people's riding like it's changed yeah. as well so now instead of yeah everyone wants a, a longer travel bike that's got plusher suspension and can still climb up everything and everything's got lighter as well so yeah I mean when I, you know the you know the bottom line is whenever you're trying to design an air fork you're trying to get the top end to feel mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, that small bump sensitivity to feel like a coil. Um, that's that's what the target is. And even you know with with our air fork, and we do a uh, you know a positive negative air chambers are separated, so you can really fine tune that and get that top end feel uh, really good. And then the ending stroke adjustment with the ramp controller. I mean, you're really starting to get the tunability there, but uh, you know the the coil top end is yeah. is uh, you can't. Yeah. match it it's it's uh <laughs> it's uh it is the target that you're always shooting for yeah. i think obviously the negative on a on a coil is that you're you're some of that ending stroke you and so that's we kind of waited to come out when we originally launched the ribbon air fork we thought well we could just put a coil in there and make a coil ribbon as well um but nobody internally you know we're always trying to shoot for for um, you know the best product that we can put out nobody inside our company really got excited about the coil until we figured out how to incorporate our ramp control into mm-hmm. that coil so that you know effectively we could then have the beginning stroke feel of a coil fork and the ending stroke ramp up on a, a, yeah. as an air fork so it was like you know that's it's always exciting as as the owner of the company and working with the team of people and you know you see an idea and then all of a sudden it just you know, it was an idea that, yeah, we could do this, but it wouldn't be the product we really would want to put out. Once we figured out how to do it, then it was, you know, everybody got excited and wanted to push it forward quickly. So, fun, a fun part of the job, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. And then obviously now with, like, obviously yeah, your new hazard sort of coil, but with the climb switch on them and things, or what do you call the, the switch tent? The, the shred lever. That one, yeah, the yeah, shred lever. The shred lever. So the... Uh, um, yeah, you know, based on the success of the coil, ribbon coil, and just the demand we were seeing for that, it just made sense to to take what was our raised downhill shock and make some modifications to it, you know, shortening the piggyback so that it will fit in more traditional, um, you know, trail enduro frames, uh, yeah, putting that shred lever in there so that, that you, you've got a bypass so it really gives you a good, a good supported platform uh, when you're pedaling. You know, really trying to create a shock that allows you to climb but have that coil performance on uh, yeah. when you need it. And um, uh, and then, you know, piggybacking on that with, like, our SL springs, so our lightweight steel springs, and then also the, the progressive springs, which yeah. really 
you know, we're seeing people, you know, again, we're really focused on trying to, to make a product that allows people to better enjoy their passion for cycling. And if, you know, you're seeing people put a coil shock on a bike that was designed for an air shock, and you're getting that top end feel that you want, that beginning part of the stroke feel you want, but, you know, as you get into the travel, the bike is just not performing the way it's designed to perform. So, so the progressive spring allows, you know, more people to, to be able to get that full stroke performance that they're looking for so it uh so that's been a again another fun project to to get to market it just has gone into production in the last couple of months and starting starting to get a few of them out there so. yeah no it's, it's definitely like it piqued my interest when you were talking about the progressive springs i think it's yeah it's something a bit more innovative i think some people are sort of a bit skeptical about how they work but i think it's, it is proven yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to give you the last third of the travel, of the, of the stroke. You're going to get a 25-30% uh, you know, increase in, in uh, spring rate. So it, uh, it definitely gives you that impact. It's, you know, on, there are some frames that are designed for, um, you know, that are either like a falling rate design or they are designed for an air shock that's a very low volume air shock. And that... Uh, progressive spring's not going to get you completely there, but for a traditional frame that's, a, that's designed for a high volume air shock, it is going to give you that needed ramp up at the end to to, to get the uh, you know the, the performance you're really looking for. So it's bridging bridging the gap definitely. Yes, you know, no, of course. Between trying to take a bike that, that's designed for an air shock and put a coil on it. So, so where do you see MRP going sort of the next year, two years? We're gonna we're gonna continue to um, we've got a few few new things in the in the hopper that we're developing um, and we will be you know we'll be coming out with a few new products we're gonna be focusing um, a little bit more on uh, some of the shorter travel product um, we did recently just come out with a ribbon SL which is a 29 specific uh, lightweight uh, you know it's it's a as you know, a new, kind of a new term in the industry. It's a downcountry fork, so it's really meant for so someone. Yeah, a bike that's what, a bit more, a bit more aggressive than a yeah, cross-country bike, but right. not a full trail bike. Exactly. I mean, something that you can climb, but you want to be able to have, uh, you know, a bike that'll that'll do some aggressive riding as well. So, uh, you know, keeping that 35 mil stiff platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and cutting the weight so it's a you know it's a one it's less than 1.8 kilo fork at a 35 mil stanchion so it's a light weight burly fork you know mm-hmm. um, but we are going to be focusing on um, some of the shorter travel direction for for uh, in, in, in the next uh, uh, year we've also um, you know we've got the ribbon coil and and the hazard shock and we've got a ribbon air um, so we need we need an air shock to go along with that as well. Okay. So we'll so we'll uh, watch that space. We'll stay tuned for that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that one will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, be uh, launching something in that area as well. Okay. So. This year or yeah yeah okay. See you off the time. Potentially we'll we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we you know we're, we're uh, as a small company we we definitely. Um, Try to hit some targets on on product, but we also we're not going to launch a product until it's yeah, it's fully fully where we want it to be. So I, mean, I think 
I think that's a good thing, ethos to have with the company. If you're not satisfied with it, then if a customer buys it and it's not up to standard, then I guess yeah, it's not worth selling that product to them. Yeah, no, and 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 the team we have, um, that just wouldn't be acceptable. So we would we wouldn't get we wouldn't get it past them either. So yeah, but but it uh, but no, it, 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 we will we will get something out this year for sure. So uh, yeah, thanks for checking out our first ever podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, they are going to get longer and hopefully a bit more in depth. We're going to try and keep them a bit sort of more casual. You get a lot of news from us, so it's probably better that we provide you something that's a bit more lighthearted. Uh, yeah, so to keep up with uh, all the daily news, uh, check out cyclingindustry.news. Yeah, if you feel like getting involved or have something that you want to say or talk about any topics, then just email either one of us um, and we'll be happy to have a chat with you about it. Yeah, if you want to have a chat with us about being on the podcast or any ideas that you'd like us to sort of cover, then yeah, hit us up. We really appreciate it. And if it wasn't for you guys and for the distributors that support us, we wouldn't be around. So yeah, cheers for that. And here's to a good 2019. Yeah, see you all at Ice Bike. Yeah, catch you at Ice Bike.